So I just had an encounter somewhat recently and I seen a young woman, very young in her 20s, who uh, just struggling with the oppression of anxiety symptoms and depression symptoms. And this woman was so oppressed that she can't even speak with a proper cadence or fluency. And the enemy, you know, has bound her tongue, bound her thoughts, bound her soul. And um, she's medicated, so not really being treated for her soul wounds and her spiritual death. Trying to use just chemicals, adjustments and regulation to fix what the devil is stealing from her. And it'll never work. But she wants to, when you're in the secular, unfortunately, you see these agreements, death with death, right? Because a, a, uh, a kingdom divided against itself won't stand. So you see death agreeing with death. And, uh, you know, meaning spiritual death, a person that has spiritual death, though they're still alive in the natural they will agree with plans and tactics and ways and even tools and even devices that are mostly legal in the eyes of the law and promoted in some of the medical community. But a lot of these, you know, things that, uh, that they promote and whatnot, Are these things, these tactics, these schemes, is, those are all things of death. So death agrees with death and goes forth with a kingdom divided itself, can't stand. So I started prophesying to her a little bit. And of course, you know, I just knew Jesus was rejected right away because anyone who's walking in the light surely would not be that oppressed. And not that they wouldn't have oppression walking in the light. But that was a level of oppression where there was soul death. I don't think there's an ICD-10 for that. And uh, spirit death. So this woman is interested in doing, going back to her secular council. It's not a bad place sometimes to start, you know. God can meet us anywhere. So it's a good thing for you to go to. And she just... Kind of like, you know, couldn't look at me because, you know, darkness has a hard time looking at light. You know, think about when you are in complete darkness and all of a sudden someone turns a light on and you're like squinting your eyes and you're like, oh. So she couldn't, you know, so I said, you know, you also could consider some sort of uh, faith counsel too. I said, people, you know tend to do a lot of different avenues, you know? And she says, so what do you mean? And I said, well, church. And she said, she laughed and snickered. And I knew right then it was a demon. And um, I said, okay. You know, because she um, is making agreements with death. And I weep for those things. I weep for those things as a father father. 
as the father weeps for his children. He doesn't want any to perish, <clears throat> but yet he sees it all. He sees people perish by their own devices and choices. And it makes him weep, and it's part of the long-suffering. But I was thinking about her response in, the, in, in Matthew 24, 14. It says, because of the lawlessness or iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. And these are one of the end time signs. And I thought about that. And I thought, surely this <laughs> is being fulfilled. Because the love, okay, so here's a non-believer. The love of many, because of the lawlessness, the iniquity, the wickedness, the love grows cold. So they can't love. They can't even receive love. Okay, you know, some people have a hard time receiving a $5 gift card, let alone receiving a eternal gift of Jesus Christ. So the love of many grows cold. And I got to even thinking more. I'm walking in the evening here. And I'm thinking even more. And I'm like, because of the lawlessness and the wickedness. And I'm thinking about the apostasy and what the scriptures say. And I think it's first, is it Thessalonians or first Timothy? And Paul, I don't know which chapter, can't remember. But he talks about the falling away. That such and such doesn't happen until the, the, the falling away. And, um, you know, a lot of people have, you know, come to the conclusion, well, that's just the falling away of people, the falling away of, of the church. And I'm thinking, okay, well, you know, then you get into the camp of once saved, always saved, or can you lose your salvation? Okay, so... If you fall away, were you ever saved in the first place? So who's really falling away? Okay. So think about the church still and the falling away. You know, if we see a church right now completely um, succumbing to doctrines of demons, we could say, oh, they fell away. But if they were so easily fooled into succumbing to the doctrines of demons, would they have been in the fold? in the flock in the first place. Anyways, that's just a thought that I've had. But either way, say there's a falling away of the church, like a huge falling away, like, you know, Old Testament times when there's only a few remnant people always talked about. That's why it's so important to get in your Old Testament. And you've got this, you know, people just turning from the faith because they weren't always, they weren't all the way in to worship and, and all surrender in the first place. They weren't able to walk out their repentance daily or their salvation or their sanctification. So they fell off, right? So that because of their wickedness, because of their wickedness, who once knew the light but fell away, the love of many will grow cold because if you knew the light of God and you surrendered to the Lord and you received not just Christ, but also with Christ, the love of the Father that Christ experienced himself, it's like in addition to receiving to Jesus. It is, it is the mercy and the grace of God that we can receive his love, okay? 
if the fold, the flock, if the majority falls away into this iniquity, into this lawlessness, then the love of many will grow cold. So how can people like this gal that I had an encounter with, how will she ever receive love through people? Something to think about because it's the love that's the light. But remember the falling away. So we have to, as remnant people, as the remnant church, we have to stand in the gap and intercede and tell the Lord, forgive them for they don't know what they do. And if you could do it for us, you could do it for them. And we're standing in the gap pleading. We need to be in prayer. We need to be fasting. I need to fast more. So Lord, forgive me for not fasting. Put that, put that desire, put that strength in me. The desire is there, but the strength of flesh is so weak. So, um, yeah, something to think about with these, with these, uh, the, the iniquity, the lawlessness, and who's really lawless? Because a non-believer, they're iniqui- they're already wicked. Their iniquity has always been wickedness. They've always been lawless. They've always been without void of the Father, without Jesus, right? So who's really, who is really Jesus talking about? The iniquity of many and the love will grow cold. Is it perhaps part of those that fell away, who once knew Christ, who came to some sort of foreknowledge but could not receive Christ? with puffed up in their own knowledge, puffed up in their own theological doctrines, puffed up with talking about order, puffed up with talking about boards and meetings and, and, and Bible studies and groups, and all the while their flock is hurting and crying. Their children are in disobedience. They're spiritually fornicating but where's the shepherd? Where's the love of the shepherd? Did he not receive the love of the father? Because if you receive the love of the father, you receive also his eyes to see. You receive his eyes to see. You receive that long suffering he goes through for each and every one of us and you weep and you fall on your knees and your heart breaks as his heart breaks. So something to think about is receive the love of the Father and intercede for those right now, Remnant. Remnant Church, it's about us. It's about the remnant. We're in that time. God bless you all. Love you.